now back to the Internet Advisor. Once again, your hosts, Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and Ed Rudell. You know, security is a huge concern, and we're constantly looking for ways of making sure that our conversations and our transactions are safe online. And a group of people who have been working on a new aspect of this has developed something called a voice authentication. V-Auth, I believe, is the name of the title. In any case, Robert Caps is with us. He's the authentication strategist and VP for New Data Security. And Robert, thank you so much for joining us here. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, New Data Security does um, does use technologies to continuously authenticate users, and uh, the VAuth system is, is is actually pretty cool. I, I believe it came out of the University of Michigan, and uh, what they were doing was building um, wearable technology that could continuously authenticate that that that, that the wearer is the right human that that that, that uh, needs to do some sort of online or non-in-person transaction. And because that device is with him and constantly listening to conversation uh, and, and voice patterns and speech patterns, it could actually um, make sure that that token is always with the person it belongs to and therefore could be used for stronger authentication of, of, of a user uh, when they're trying to assert their identity online. Okay, good. Well, then let's see if we can straighten things out here, because what is the relationship then between new data and this technology? Um, it, it, new data produces technology that uses inputs such as this BIOS technology ah. and other sorts of physical and passive biometric verification. So looking at what someone's doing, when they're doing it, how they're doing it, uh, measuring their physical biometrics and, and some of the, uh, the more passive perceived biometrics. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of this uh, procedure, uh, pardon me, this uh, this technology with the V-Auth uh, that it, it kind of, if I understand, it's kind of, pardon the, I, I, I imagine a parrot sitting on somebody's shoulder listening to them talking <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, imitating their the sound of their voice or, uh, you know, the, the cadence of their speech. That That's essentially... Right. What this is, it's a device that's that's you carry with you that is constantly being updated with the information of what your voice sounds like. Yeah, so, so it, it learns your patterns of speech and other sorts of things to verify uh, that you're still physically present within its, its, its sphere of influence, right? <laughs> as far as you can hear. We're just hoping it's not like a parrot so that it doesn't repeat what it's right here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> cause that, can, that can open a whole can of worms for security. But, but you know, really the sort of technology that, w- that we're talking about here is key to helping consumers control their identity, control their... Um, their ability to interact in non-face-to-face ways. Because as we've seen over the last year, and even in the last week, we've got even more data breaches on the the wires with Uber and and other companies stepping forward and saying they've lost consumer data. Um, We've gotten to the point now where if you have a pulse and you've ever done an electronic transaction, whether logged into a website or done a a credit card transaction, your data has probably been stolen in some way, shape, or form. And so we have to find new ways for consumers to be able to assert their data, assert their identities in provable ways. Because mm. what we have today, what we've been using, is no longer sufficient. So, Ed, so basically what you're saying, it's a, well, the way I interpret this is you have an application that's on the phone, and it's basically uh, during the initial setup, you, you go through some security uh, passwords and stuff, but then you're basically, you've given this application a token, 
and and it uses as long as you're speaking and your patterns are the same, you're you're constantly validating the token for this authenticator mm. application. So that when you open up a web browser yep. or do a, a purchase transaction, you've been you've been authenticated and that token is still valid. Something along those lines. Right. Right. So yeah, it's along those lines. It's basically taking the friction out of doing a, a physical biometric verification. You know, we, we have a lot of uh. different uh, ways of, of authenticating users, whether it's an iris print, it's a selfie, a, a facial uh, recognition. We've got fingerprint readers on most major phones that are produced TV phase. But all of those take the consumer doing something extra to authenticate. And, uh. and what, um, what, what things like this VOS product and, and, and what things like new data security, where we're passively identifying what's going on with this consumer, we can passively strongly authenticate them in ways that would normally cause friction to the customer experience. Robert Caps so, so is Robert our guest here. That? I'm sorry, hang on a second, Gary. This is Robert Caps, who's the authentication strategist and VP for uh, new data security. Go ahead, Gary. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I was just curious, though, Robert, how is this going to learn my speech patterns? Is it done over time? Like, does it know on Friday night I go out to the bar so it'll recognize it when I my my speech when, <laughs> speech when I slur, you know, things like that? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, so, so typically uh, products that learn consumer behavior and consumer interaction do observe uh, variability in those interactions based upon, you know, condition, based on upon situation, based upon health. Um, you know, heart rates can be used uh, to, to, to identify someone, but probably won't be 100% on if you've been running a marathon. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. That's right. right for you. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and voice, people get colds. Um, yes. Facial recognition, you know, <laughs> you're up there in Michigan, you know, people do like to play hockey here and there. You take a puck to the face and you're probably not going to recognize yourself, <laughs> 100% yourself uh, with the facial recognition. Um, you know, it, it, human bodies change and, and over time and, and they get injured and they do all, you know, all kinds of things like get drunk or, <laughs> or what have you. Um, systems need to be tolerant of that, right? Because the humans are always going to be a little, they're going to do the same thing differently every single time. And you have to assume, you have to, you have to account for that in whatever systems are in place. So uh, with, with a voice recognition system like this, um, if you really, really got hammered at the bars one Friday <laughs> night, um, it probably would not recognize you. Uh, you know, a lot of technology would start to fail in, in those sort of situations. And then we run into that, backup technologies that add friction to the transaction. Maybe they actually, send that would be a good phone to make sure you're the right person yeah. or something to that effect. Yeah, I think I'm thinking that would be a good thing. I wouldn't want me to use that technology if I were in that condition. So <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say things I'd have yeah, to Yeah, I, I, I think for, someone... You know. somebody, some people should put that in front of their text messages on those Friday nights in the bar. <laughs> yes, that might be a good deterrent, another way to keep people sober. Good, Cal. Is this technology adaptable? Also, is this technology also adaptable, like for just a straight-on computer, where you're not using a phone on a regular basis, but you could, you know, hook a microphone well, I mean, up that, to that, the computer? That, that, yeah, I mean, technology, uh, you know, whatever modality that technology is baked into, I know that the VOS guys have talked about, you know, pendants around your neck or a watch or, or something that you would wear um, and is persistently on you. Um, that, that's cool. Uh, that's, that's a convenience form factor. Those sort of technologies um, are portable to almost any modality, whether that's a phone or a tablet or, or a laptop or even a desktop computer. You know, we have things like Amazon Alexa and, uh, you know, uh, Siri and these other products that do 
similar sorts of things with voice recognition and text-to-speech and speech-to-text and, 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 and um, you know, integration to search engines and things like that. You know, that, that, that technology, the whole voice technology stuff is, is going to be, uh, I, I think it's going to be baked in everybody's lives to move forward from the car to their phone, the wristwatch, to um, mm. their computers, even the microwave. So it's not going to be one particular technology, but rather a whole host of these things uh, that are put together. Yeah, there. I mean... It, it, yeah, it's, it's very much a layered solution. When it comes yeah. to consumer authentication and technology, we really do have to look at all the tools in our toolbox. There's yep. no silver bullet here. There, there are products that work really well in one case, but probably fall down in another, and have to be bolstered with something else. Is, is there a possibility that you could uh, set up some sort of sensor that would read your DNA so it has even more uniqueness? Didn't we have a movie about this at some point <laughs> in the 90s? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I mean, in theory, <laughs> you, you could do any number of, of, of verifications uh, from a physical characteristic, and, you know, nothing gets more physical characteristic than the uh, chemistry that makes up your body in DNA. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, those things are all theoretically possible, of course. Let's talk about new data, your company, and, and talk about the kind of things that you do. Um, what, what is the scope of um, your uh, your focus as a company in security? So our, our focus is um, making sure the right human is getting to, the, to their account and not someone that oh. has, they're using a password and it's been stolen in a data breach or something like that. And, and we do that through, um, you know, a number of, of different techniques from what you have to how you use it. To, to what you are and, and, and how you interact with technology that interacts with the websites. And we can, we can uniquely identify recurring good customers, um, you know, uh, really, really ha- accurate type of detection without the customers doing anything other than opening up their web browser and going to um, the bank or, or their, their, their retail site they want to go to and putting in their username and password. From there, we can get to very accurate human identification. That is really remarkable. Um, I, can't help but think that uh, the kind of approach that you're taking is, is kind of a holistic approach to this. Am I right in characterizing that way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, the more data we can take in about uh, consumer behavior and, and, and their, um, their, their habits and things like that, even through systems like we were talking about with this, this always present voice authentication, um, those sort of inputs work really well in a framework like ours to to identify and to um, uh, to authenticate those users with as little friction as possible. You know, we save the friction for the bad guys. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> we want them to have the hard time handling this. Well, our guest yes. has been uh, Robert Caps, who's the authentication strategist and a VP of New Data Security. And uh, I just got to say, I, there is a picture on our homepage at internetadvisor.net, which shows um, the device that I believe they developed at the University of Michigan, which is kind of interesting because, uh, you know, Google Glasses may not be as out of um, <laughs> out of en vogue as they used to be, you know, because this thing looks pretty strange. It's got a device that has been strapped onto the one of the arms, one of the stems of a pair of glasses, and apparently it sits there and uh, reads the the voice activation and and, and tone, etc. That it's a person... really funny because it looks like something Rudell would have built. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> hey, thank you so much for being with us, Robert. I appreciate your uh, your work and it's a fascinating project. Thanks so much again for being with us. Thank you. We'll be back in just a minute to talk a little bit about net neutrality, a big battle coming up pretty soon, and uh, see where maybe you stand on it.